Hey, what's going on? You're listening to the Women for Greatness podcast. I am Serena Hess. I'm 23. I'm married. I'm obsessed with chai tea lattes. And today you're listening to episode 44. In this episode, I get to feature Ruby Z Photography. That rhymes. That was on purpose. Um, So Ruby is this light in the Bakersfield community. She has this creative way to captivate and storytell through her photos. And one of the things that I love specifically about Ruby is she's just very creative. There are a lot of photographers and they do their thing and they do it well, but Ruby has a unique twist on it. I feel like she's, she's engaging so much more than just a photo. She's creatively telling a story. She's expressing emotion. And I just love Ruby's photos. So if you have a chance, go ahead and check out Ruby Z Photography. She's awesome. But in this episode, we jump into how Ruby started her business and we get to hear the story about how she shot her first wedding and her payment to shoot the wedding was the father of the bride buying her her first camera. And when I asked Ruby, like, were you nervous? She said, no, I should have been nervous, but I wasn't. So she just jumped in and decided to be a photographer. We also talk about the idea of everyday counts, the small things that you're doing every single day it counts. When you make that phone call, it counts. When you edit that photo, it counts. When you show up for yourself, it counts. Ruby shares her heart and she shares her lie. So the thing that has been reoccurring in her life that keeps trying to weigh her down. And she also shares what she's been doing to overcome that lie. One of the really special moments in this episode is when Ruby's talking about her mom. It's just really heartfelt. Her mom is a single mother of seven and she decided to start her own business and Ruby just really admires her mother. So I hope you guys enjoy that moment because it's very heartfelt and special. I hope you take a piece of this episode with you today and that it resonates with you and it gives you a boost of encouragement. Ruby is a mover and shaker in our community and she's a role model to so many. If you like this episode, while you're listening, take a screenshot of it and put it on your Insta story. I know Ruby and myself would love to be tagged and just to see who's listening, where you're listening at, what's going on. So without any more jibber jabber, I want to jump into this episode with Ruby Z. So today I have Miss Ruby Z <laughs> here with me. That rhymed. Um, it was so funny when you scheduled. I was like, it said your last name, and I was like, well, no, she's Ruby Z. I'm like, what is this last name? Like, it's always where is it coming yeah. from? I was, and Ben's like, hello. I'm like, yeah, but it's just always been Z, like one letter. It's so weird. I know. I run into people, and they'll go, "You're Ruby Z." It's yeah, Z always. Yeah, I'm just like, Z. Yeah, that's just Z. Okay, so what are three things that make you you? I think. For sure, like, and I don't want to sound cliche when I say this, but definitely my faith Mm -hmm. um, and my trust in the Lord. Some of the things I've kind of endured with that, being a Christian woman, kind of seeing, and I, again, like, it's so hard for me to just kind of put that even first because Mm -hmm. of the way that it gets portrayed sometimes. I That does not make me a perfect person. Um, It just means that I know, I absolutely know I'm imperfect, Mm -hmm. and I constantly know where to draw from, like, what what well to draw from when Mm -hmm. I'm empty and stuff. So that... That's for sure a key thing. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I would say, I hope that I'm kind. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I strive for, you know. I, I strive to be personable. Mm-hmm. Um, when someone meets me, I always just want to make people feel comfortable. It's kind of, I think it's a Hispanic roots in me, that yeah. hospitality. I, since I was real little, mm-hmm. I remember, you know, family coming over 
me being like nine, 10, asking them if they want something to drink, yeah. you know, things like that. Like I loved to be hospitable and make people feel warm and invited. Yeah. So anything outside of that, you know, just makes, I, I love to make people feel warm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those are two, one more. <laughs> one more, oh my God. I know. <laughs> ah. I'm definitely, okay, so sometimes I can be a little like deep and mm -hmm. emotional, but I don't think people like, unless you're kind of around me, I don't think they see the like fun, crazy side come mm -hmm. out. <laughs> Definitely have this like fun, spunky side of me that I do share a lot. Mm -hmm. So I do feel like I get it out, but I love to dance. I love to have great experiences. Mm -hmm. um, so kind of tying all that together. Yeah. I don't know what you call that, okay. but that's, I think yeah. those are three things. Awesome. About me. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then, so what is your profession? What do you do? Okay, I am a photographer, mm -hmm. mostly specializing in wedding, but I do a little bit of, of different things. I like to gear more towards like an editorial touch, but with a heartfelt emotion always. Mm -hmm. But yeah, wedding photographer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and can you walk me through how you got into that when you first started, when you first picked up a camera? Like what is that journey like for you? It's been a long 11 year journey. Mm -hmm. I honestly didn't think that I would be here. I was always, since I was little, the type of person that would pick up and try things um, and fail mm -hmm. and then leave them and then try something else. So <laughs> I thought photography was just another one of those creative things I was trying. Yeah. When I had my son, I literally remember um, he was nine months old and I was sitting in my driveway and I was crying because I had this um, job as a secretary and every time that I was showing up to work um, late or because I had to take him to the doctor because he was constantly sick, mm -hmm. um, I would get these looks like um, really bad looks, you know, and I, I felt it, you know, I felt like I was being irresponsible and things like that. Of course, I, I had a job I should be showing up, but mm -hmm. there was circumstances that were um, getting in the way with my son. And so I remember sitting in the driveway and thinking, Lord, there's really gotta be something else. You know, I, I, I need to be able to bring in some income, mm -hmm. but do something that I'm thriving in. And I was just sitting there and I wanted to be with my son. That was the biggest, biggest deal. Like. I want to be home, you know, I want to take care of him. I don't want to leave him, you know, crying and sick. And so um, I sat there and it was just one of those moments, you know, <laughs> it was a key moment because I sat there and all of a sudden I'm listening to the radio and I'm hearing this lady and she's just talking and she's like, yeah, I just started from home and I, I just started baking for my friends and she's telling her story. Mm -hmm. And the end of the story, she said, I am Auntie Anne. Okay. And something like sparked inside of me when I heard that because mm -hmm. I thought, wow, like, do I have something that I like to do? You know, yeah. is there something that I can pick up and possibly make something out of it? Mm -hmm. And the only thing that kit coming to my mind was I like to take pictures, but literally I had no gear. I would <laughs> never consider myself a photographer at that time, mm -hmm. not even an amateur photographer. <laughs> I mean, I had nothing. Yeah. So where that thought came from, I have no idea, but I just remember <laughs> walking in to my house and telling my husband, 
I think I'm going to be a photographer. <laughs> Did you have a camera at that point? No. Can you imagine, like, can you imagine his response? I do remember him looking at me like, okay. <laughs> okay, honey. <laughs> okay, where are we going with this? This mm -hmm. is interesting. I'm like, I don't know. So I just told them the whole story. Literally, opportunity did knock on my door. Like yeah. a week and a half. I wouldn't even say two weeks passed. Mm -hmm. And um, a neighbor of mine who is a friend who knew I loved just taking pictures. I was obsessed with my son. She came and she said, hey, so guess what? I'm getting married. It's going to be in the backyard. It's going to be super simple. <laughs> Do you think that you can take pictures and I'm like, girl, I have no camera. I have nothing. <laughs> How am I going to take your wedding pictures? And she said, and then that's when she said, well, if my dad can buy you some startup gear, you know, would you do it? And I'm like, okay. So yeah. that's kind of seriously how it started. And mm -hmm. I never looked back. I, I found in photography something I think I'd always been looking for which is a challenge. Mm -hmm. There was nothing that would challenge me enough to want me to push beyond my own limits, you know? Yeah. And I found that in photography and year after year, I would get to the end of the year and then I would think, what's my next challenge with this? Mm -hmm. What else do I want to learn? Yeah. And so I would invest every single year. I would, um, New Year's, I would spend, when everybody was sleeping, I would spend that night sitting at the table, I feel like discussing a conversation with God and saying, what's my next step, mm -hmm. Lord, you know? And then I would just kind of go, okay. And then I would say, help me to grow in this area. Yeah. And I would pinpoint the area that I knew I needed help with. Mm -hmm. And that's what I would invest in for the next year. Yeah. So when you, when your neighbor asked you for that first wedding, what were your like initial thoughts? Like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Who am I? Like what, what was that? Never. It's so funny because I should have mm -hmm. freaked out. You're just like, okay. I was like, yeah, like I felt like I'm like, okay, Lord, here we go, you know? That's so funny. I know. <laughs> but that, I mean, that has seriously, and it still is always a part of me mm -hmm. where um, I shouldn't say always because I, I've entered into a really weird season recently mm -hmm. where I'm seeing bigger things and now the bigger things are scaring me, you know? But up until this point, yeah. there's nothing like I would be really fearless about approaches. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't be scared at all. So yeah. I think back of that person and I'm like, what made you think you can do that? You know? <laughs> You're like, who gave you the right to do that? I would have told her, no, yeah. don't do that. Yeah. You know? So now when, that's why when that's people awesome. tell me, I actually had a friend who told me, Ruby, stop telling everybody that they could be photographers. They can't. Not mm -hmm. everybody's cut out. And I'm like, who says they can't? You know, because I would have told me I couldn't. Mm -hmm. If I didn't, you know, yeah. if I didn't know what was inside of them, how do I know what's inside of them, what they're capable of? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to tell them they can, <laughs> and then it's up to them if they're going to make it happen, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's super good. So one thing that I've noticed about you is um, just from your Insta stories or just meeting you in real life, the handful of times that I have, you're very genuine and excited about what you're doing. When you talk on Insta stories, you're always like, hey guy, like you're super upbeat about it. And you've been doing photography for a while now and running your own 
own business for a while now. And I think this show is mainly for newer entrepreneurs or for women who are kind of thinking, oh, I want to do this, but I'm not sure. And they can kind of get stuck in like, oh, this isn't fun anymore. Oh, I kind of lost my spark. Ooh, like, mm, what do I do? So what would you say to someone who maybe um, wants to get more of that joy back? Because I see that in you and what you do. Like you, it looks like you genuinely love it and you're genuinely excited about it. So what would you say to that? Okay, I can just share my approach. I, I have bad seasons too, mm -hmm. you know? I have moments where just like any creative, that I'm like, what, what are you doing, you know? And, um, or I, I never think my job sucks. I love my job, but there's seasons where it's exhausting and I'm a mom and I'm a wife and it's so tiring to keep up with everything. You feel like you're juggling life and you're dropping balls constantly. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that gets really discouraging because you're like, I'm trying, I'm busting my butt off yeah. and sometimes I'm still dropping balls. Everything's not perfect. So my biggest thing is expectation. If you expect perfection, you're always going to be disappointed mm -hmm. in yourself and in others. And so I think releasing yourself from expectation, like that perfect expectation mm -hmm. is awesome. I think that's why I thrive because I have a lot of grace for myself. Mm -hmm. I make tons of mistakes, but I don't stay in mistakes. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't stay there. Yeah. I go, I have bad days, but honestly, I don't have bad weeks. Mm -hmm. I can go, this was a terrible day and I'm just gonna let it be a terrible day mm -hmm. and I'll just see if tomorrow's better. Yeah. The point is to never give up, you know? The point is to rise the next day mm -hmm. and to believe in yourself the next time and to believe that there's an open door when that door closed because it's a, so discouraging, you know, to have a door close and how do you, how do you get up from that, you know? Yeah. And how do you find the courage when someone, when you feel like someone didn't appreciate something you poured your heart and soul into? Mm -hmm. And then how do you go back and face that like embarrassment almost to yourself? Yeah. You know, so all those things. So there's, it's obstacles from within, I think. Mm -hmm. And if we can say, it's okay. If we can give ourselves grace, I think we find more joy yeah. in even the mistakes. Mm -hmm. And as long as we know that the mistakes are actually working for us and not against us, then we can literally show up. Yeah. Are there any like questions that you ask yourself to get out of the bad day? Cause you say you only have bad days, not bad weeks. So like, what is your brain saying? Like, what are you asking yourself or what are you doing? I like mostly, okay. So, and, and again, I think personality is huge with this or mm -hmm. upbringing. Yeah. So if you know, you have to know my past to know why I'm like this. Mm -hmm. If you know anything about me, you'll know that I was raised by a single mom with seven kids. Mm -hmm. I watched her like work her butt off, still making us feel like we were important and, and seen mm -hmm. as seven kids. And then fight for her own business to become her own entrepreneur and now watching her thrive since 1999. Mm -hmm. So when I see that, like, that's what I tell myself. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, like you have no excuse. Like mm -hmm. mom did it. She had no support system. Mm -hmm. I have my husband who's very supportive and I have three kids, not seven. 
if she can do it, why can't I? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that I feel like I can't, I can't sit here and be like, I'm so special because I, I don't have bad weeks. Mm -hmm. It's just what I was trained. There's people and women who have it way harder than me mentally and emotionally. Mm -hmm. They are going to have bad weeks. They are going to have bad months, you know, because they're, training system when they were young was very emotionally wounded or whatever and so they've been trained and taught that they're not good enough yeah. so how do you overcome those thoughts because those are different than mine and so in that case I honestly would say get up <laughs> find a friend find a support system yeah. someone who you know because when you're in that place, you don't want to find that friend mm -hmm. you want to stay in that place because it's comfortable you know but I, I say find that friend. You don't even have to tell them what you're going through. Just get around them Yeah. long enough to get some of their spark or get some of that energy back. Mm -hmm. And I'm almost 100% sure that it'll shift. Sometimes leaving the house or your comfort place. So I have to leave my house. My house is a comfort zone. Yeah. And then it, it's also a zone where I know others depend on me. Mm -hmm. So my kids are there. My husband is there. So it becomes about what they need if I'm in that space. Yeah. So I, even though I have a wonderful office set up for me, mm -hmm. I have to leave sometimes because I have to shift my mindset into I'm working and I have to focus on my clients right now. So find a place that inspires you. Find a place that you can shift into a different mindset. Mm -hmm. Find a person who is going to pull something out of you. Shadow somebody. Yeah. Um, hear a podcast. Read a book. Those are mm -hmm. all things that I push myself to do as yeah. well. To be constantly growing and yeah. constantly getting better at what you're doing. Yes, because nobody is going to do it for you mm -hmm. at the end of the day. You know, nobody is going to believe in your dream. Sometimes I think we wait for people to believe in something that we only know yeah. inside of us. Yeah. And that we're waiting for them to see what only we can see. Mm -hmm. And sometimes our vision is even so blurry about it. Mm -hmm. And how can we expect someone to have a clear vision of something that is still so blurry within us, but something inside of us is calling us to do it and fulfill it? Yeah. And I think that we need to stop waiting for that outside approval mm -hmm. and that outside tap in the back and we need to give it to ourselves, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. I think well, with social media, I think there's a lot of waiting for outside validation. Be like, hey, you should do this. Oh yeah. Hey, you should do that. Or a lot of people are waiting for that big like God moment or universe moment <laughs> where they're oh, like, yes, boom, and it all came yes. clear to do that. But sometimes like what you want to do isn't like that or what you're supposed to do isn't like that. Sometimes it's more quiet, more gentle. I love what you're talking about, like going off where you can just kind of focus and be for a second because it's hard when you go to your, like your normal routine being home. Like when I'm home and I have to work, sometimes I can't focus because I'm like, oh, I have to do dishes. Oh, I have yep. to do laundry. Oh, I have to. And not that, I mean, everybody has to do it clean, you know, no. but to be able to step outside of that for a second and be like, okay, like, I'm living this one life that I have and what can I do? Yes. What do I want to do? Like what yes. actually matters to me? So really taking the time to step aside. And I love what you were saying, like with the podcasts and the books and yes. the friends. Cause my next question was, how do you get out of a creative rut? Cause I feel like you're Ooh, very, very yes. creative. And so those are all <laughs> different strategies or things like, if you feel like you're stuck and if you feel like you're in a cycle or a rut, have you done anything to 
put into yourself lately? Have you done anything? Like, why would you expect to feel up here yes. creatively and emotionally? Like, All right. are you putting crap into your body? Are you yes, eating exactly. a bunch of fast food and then right. you're expecting to be excited and empowered? It right, just, it's right. kind of like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't like, what, make sense. What, what are we doing? <laughs> exactly. Yes. What are we doing? What are we doing? Yes. Yeah. And then just going back just a little bit before we move forward. Yeah. It's huge to have vision, mm -hmm. you know, so like getting away, sitting by yourself. We don't know what that's like anymore. We don't know what, what being still is anymore and we don't understand the value of it. Mm -hmm. And being still gives us clarity. Yeah. And if we don't find moments of stillness, if we don't find moments to what I like to call love ourselves enough to take time for ourselves, mm -hmm. then we don't have the time that we need to say, what is my next step? And you know, obviously I'm a Bible believer and there is a scripture in there that says, without vision, my people perish. Mm -hmm. And I just believe that that's so true in life. If you don't have a vision for your business, if you don't have a next step for what you wanna do, mm -hmm. it's going to perish because you have no end goal result. Yeah. So even the in-between to get to the end result mm -hmm. is painful because you don't even know where you're going. So you're lost mm -hmm. and being lost and going round and round in circles <laughs> yes. is frustrating and you will quit. Mm -hmm. But if you have like an end result, the pain that it takes you to get there is not that bad because you know there is a destination. Yeah. And I think so many people, they have these to-do lists and they're going and going and going, but they never ask, where am I going? Where am I going? <laughs> they're like, yeah, I that's have a to good do question. all of this. Where am I going? Like, yeah. What am I what doing? What is this for? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. You had an Instagram post in the caption. You said, I connected with my old self and my new self today. So what did you mean by that? You said you went to coffee with yourself yes. and you connected with your old self and your new self. Like what, what does that mean to you? I think that sometimes we lose ourselves in the journey a little bit. Like, mm -hmm. okay, not we lose ourselves. We're growing. Yeah. I feel like we grow rapidly mm -hmm. sometimes, but we don't even know how much we've grown. And then, so that specific day, let me just talk personally. Mm -hmm. That day I, I sat and I was still and I was quiet and I forced myself for a couple hours just to have no agenda. And I, the only agenda I had was to read and to breathe and to feel the air because I love like misty, cold, rainy days. Mm -hmm. And it had just like, it was really like misty and soft. And I was just sitting outside at Starbucks. I kicked my feet up and I was reading a book by Annie Leibovitz who I love her as a photographer. Mm -hmm. And I like something reminded me of my old self. So before kids, before my husband, mm -hmm. I sat at the marketplace, you know, where the fountain is. Mm -hmm. And I would sit there and I would read my Bible or read a book or mm -hmm. read whatever, but I would take time with myself and I would breathe a lot. I had no <laughs> business yet, you know, and no, nothing and no kids. So something because of that, it also reminded me of a lot of things. I think as we grow, we leave some pieces behind that we should probably go back and pick up. Mm -hmm. So what that inspired me to do was read some old journals of mine because there's thoughts there that I forgot. Mm -hmm. And there's thoughts there that were important. And there's th thoughts there that I needed to tap back into. Mm -hmm. There's things I needed to remember, like who I was. 
and who I belong to, you know, and of course that for me is Jesus and my foundation. I think for me personally, I'd gotten into a track or this road, like I got this, Mm -hmm. like, thank you, God. Thank you for, for building my foundation. Mm -hmm. And now I can kind of shift gears and take over. And so it was just a reminder, like, um, yeah, good luck (laughs) with that. Yeah. You need to kind of, kind of, hold hold up and go back mm-hmm. and humble yourself a little bit because you are not that awesome you know yeah. and you still need me so it's just that kind of connection all coming together like keep this new version of you because mm-hmm. you are going somewhere different and it is great but don't forget where you've come from you yeah. know and don't forget to silence your madness sometimes mm-hmm. you know yeah I think my brain like it gets very busy constantly and I think that's true for that's a lot a of creative people. brain yeah for but sure. it's like and then you go on Instagram and then Facebook and it's like that like all there's a lot of information all the time and the idea of disconnecting or like putting your phone in a drawer and walking away mm-hmm. or going out to coffee with no agenda, it can be like uncomfortable to yeah. think about like, oh, I have a bunch of work to do or, oh, you know, but it's like once you do that and once you take the time to like slow down, chill out, like give your mind some space. That's what I call yes. it, like creating space mm-hmm. in your schedule because I honestly like I forgot how to be bored. You know, I know. Yeah, I feel like I genuinely because yes. when I was growing up, I remember the internet wasn't super crazy. You know, yeah. I would like walk around the neighborhood just looking right. at trees. But now I feel like, oh, I can't do that. I'm an adult, and it's like, no, like yeah. my mind needs so much more space now. It does because I'm trying to do so much more. So I love what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Go to coffee with yourself. Mm-hmm. No agenda. Really be grateful for where you have come from because we're always. I do journals too, so yes. it's like. We're always learning things and writing them down and then forget. Oh, yes. Like, I'll go back into a journal and be like, I said that. Like, I was, I learned that and be like, oh, yeah, I forgot that quote. So it's always very important to, okay, who am I? What have I been through? Where was I? And then where am I going? Like, what's going on? You know, so that's very humbling and grounding, really. It is. Yeah. 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 I love that. Okay. So this question, because you mentioned that you didn't really have... Uh, like any doubts for that first wedding. But I'm curious because a lot of times we're our own worst enemy. So I'm curious, has there Mm -hmm. ever been like a phrase or a set of phrases like internal self-talk that say, I mean, being Christian, we're both Christians, right? So for us, we're like, oh yeah, that's the enemy, right? Yes. So Mm -hmm. has there ever been phrases where it's like, whoa, like what was that? Or like, what is the phrases that you attach to personally? What I call like my lie, I think my lie has always been that I'm not smart enough. Mm -hmm. So since, I think since high school maybe I picked it up because I would really like study super hard Mm -hmm. and then I would get like C's or D's in my test Mm -hmm. and that would bring, so I, I was killer at homework, killer at projects. But because of my tests, I would always have these C grades or average grades, you know? Yeah. And so from that, I kind of just picked up that I wasn't smart. I never thought, I don't think that I ever thought I wasn't like good enough to do something or try something. Mm -hmm. That's the other side of me. So they would always just kind of clash because it's like, I can try anything so long as it's not in the smarts department, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, no, don't try (laughs) to be that. (laughs) Anything intellectual, no, count me out. Yeah. But I'm barely, honestly, this is so fresh that I'm barely learning how and I'm trying to be careful with my words because I don't want to come off like 
like arrogant or anything, but I am learning how intelligent I am, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just in a different form. Mm -hmm. And I ran into a quote not too long ago that said, creativity is intelligence having fun. Mm -hmm. And it struck like the deepest chord in my being, you know, because I was for so many years, I was like, I'm just not smart. You know, I can't do that because I'm not smart. Mm -hmm. I could do this, but definitely not that. So these, these recent challenges and new seasons are bringing a more intellectual side out of me that I'm not used to and I'm very uncomfortable in mm -hmm. and so it's it's really like when I tell you like for the first time I'm in a fear zone mm -hmm. like where I'm having to overcome fears yeah. I'm here you know this is it and I'm pushing new boundaries that mm -hmm. I've been afraid to push but that's the lie that that I'm not smart enough yeah has um, that lie like held you back from doing certain things yes like a hundred percent well just um more of the okay so another side of me that I I absolutely love and I've I didn't know I liked this. Again, these are areas where I'm like, I could never do something like that. Yeah. But another side of me that I'm learning to love and really embrace is like the marketing side mm -hmm. of my business and what I love and what it has affected, how it has affected my business. Yeah. And then I can't turn it off when I see other businesses or when my friends are talking to me about their business yeah. and things like that and just wanting more for them. Mm -hmm. So that challenge of going, can I possibly step into that realm because it's been probably three years on my mind mm -hmm. um, now. So that's kind of my my recent challenge, I would say. There's, yeah. there's other things I'm excited about and feel more confident in, mm -hmm. but that's an area I'm kind of untapping. And then even in the design world, like I do a lot of design stuff naturally with yeah. my business, mm -hmm. um, but just taking it a step further. And again, these are all attributes I kind of want to understand, not necessarily do myself, but mm -hmm. yeah, but this yeah. is kind of, yeah, that fear zone yeah. that I'm trying to overcome. I think um, I was telling you, I was listening to a Rachel Hollis podcast last night, and one of the questions that they were asking, she was talking about something she was afraid of doing and how it was seemed super overwhelming and like, I can't do that, you know, that negative self-talk, the lies. Yeah. And so the question that she prompted was, who do I need to become in order to do that, in order to make that happen? Like, so evolving as a person and like, everyone struggles with those lies. Right. And we're so busy in the going that we don't understand what it is that's kind of like holding us up, you yes. know? And so I really appreciate like the honesty, like it's refreshing. Feeling like I'm not smart enough it can hold you back from doing stuff. To the listener, if you have something that's like holding you back, yes. think of all the things that you could do if you didn't believe that or if you overcame that. That's right. You know, and like, what, what do you want to do, okay? Who do you have to be to make that happen? Yes. So how have you been kind of like walking through that? I'm not smart enough. Like what have you been asking yourself or challenging yourself to do to overcome that? Right. Because you said you realized that, oh, I actually am more intelligent mm -hmm. than I initially thought. So I guess the practical things that I am applying mm -hmm. is reading. Yeah. I'm reading a lot. Awesome. Which again, that was another thing that kind of went hand in hand mm -hmm. where it was like, I'm not smart enough. I hate reading. Mm -hmm. And that's the truth. I did not like to read. But one day I heard, I can't even remember who said it, <laughs> but they said, if you want to be a writer, you have to be a reader. Mm -hmm. 
And writing has always been a passion of mine. I love to write. I always thought that if I was never doing anything creative, I would write books. Mm -hmm. Writing a book is like a dream. Is it ever going to happen? I don't know. (laughs) You know, but it writing, expressing through words Mm -hmm. is something that I love. But when I heard that, it triggered something like, Again, this is not in the purpose of I'm going to write a book and so I'm going to read. When I heard that, I said, that's probably really true. You know, <laughs> I do need to read more. And and then I'm in a season two where like my husband is a reader. He can put a book in his hand and he'll be done in a few hours. And if it's a super long book, maybe the day. Yeah. But he's amazing. So he loves to read. Well, my all of my kids love reading <laughs> and it. I watch it and I admire it because I was never like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And I never explored that to be a possibility in my life, you know? And so just reading is a huge practical thing I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. Just trying to read more and um, listening to people because, again, I'm a talker. Mm -hmm. So listening to what people want and what they need in this season, I'm learning to listen. It sounds silly, but I yeah. am. I'm learning to listen. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Those those lies, those limiting beliefs. Because <laughs> a lot of times we have them, but we never ask, okay, what can I do to get out of this? So I love the practical of reading. So I always say, what's the opposite? Yes. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So what is the opposite? If, if you're wanting to be smart, then the opposite of that is that you are bringing no knowledge into your system, right? So that is my thing. I'm attacking ways to pour knowledge into my my system. Mm-hmm. So if you're wanting to get healthy, you're pro- you're probably eating really bad or having really bad eating habits or or exercising or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's taking on the challenge you're literally opposing. It's like it's like this screechy like <laughs> um, feeling like you're really going against the grain. It's mm-hmm. so uncomfortable. Yeah. And so we like our comfort and we won't fight for it, you mm-hmm. know? We won't fight for the feeling of that like against the grain. Oh, this is going to suck. You know, if we can get past that and yeah. just say there's an end goal to this, I'll mm-hmm. gain more knowledge, you know, and then baby steps. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is just cut the carbs or cut the um, extra sweets or cut whatever. Okay, just make it to the gym for 30 minutes or just run down the street yeah. or just walk to your car, park far away yeah. at the grocery <laughs> store and start there. Yeah, You know, things like that. It can start baby steps. I think we get overwhelmed by wanting results quickly. Mm-hmm. That's where we fail. Yeah. So we are in a microwave generation. We want everything now. <laughs> we want everything now without Mm -hmm. the pain yeah I always tell people like are you serious like you really think that you're gonna get there without a process you got something coming for you Mm -hmm. because what's gonna happen is maybe maybe you're gonna get there say there's people that know how to cookie cut or fast pace their way there Mm -hmm. but you've lost something really valuable you've lost the process you've lost the grind Mm -hmm. you've lost the story you've lost the journey Mm -hmm. and now you don't have anything to sustain you you know say you want a thriving business there's people that want thriving business like tomorrow Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) awesome awesome so you get a thriving business so what do you do with it Mm -hmm. you have no substance to secure that when things are falling apart Mm -hmm. but when you've journeyed and then you've made it 
and then you have bad times, mm -hmm. you can hold on to those bad times because you've already journeyed there. You mm -hmm. know what it's like. So that's with everything in life that we want. There is a process, and I'm sorry yeah. for anybody listening <laughs> to bust your bubble and tell you that it's going to be easy because mm -hmm. it's not. Yeah. 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 I think recently I was having this conversation with God. I was looking at like all the things that I'm working on, and I, I felt like I was working hard, but I wasn't getting the recognition I wanted. Of course. And so I was like... God, what's the deal here? How come I'm busting my butt over right. here? And some people are paying attention, but I look over and this girl, thousands of people of are paying attention, but she's not even adding value. And I yep. was so frustrated with him. And he's like, Serena, like you can't ask for that because you haven't worked hard enough to get to that mm -hmm. place yet. It would be if someone was creating YouTube videos, for example. If they're making these YouTube videos and the audio's crap, video is shaky, like if everything, if the lighting's bad, and then expecting millions of people to watch it, right? you're not good enough yet. So the process and the, the growth and the challenge, you're growing yourself. Yes. And you're learning the skills and you're learning the things that you need to know. And for if we're doing the YouTube analogy, like you're learning about lighting and microphone and video cameras and settings, you know, if you're doing that. But whatever you're doing, like you're saying, we have this microwave mentality where it's like, okay, it should be done I already. I did it. It should but be ready. But it's like during the process, you're learning the skills. You're growing that's as a what, person. That's what you're gaining. You're developing. Most. Yes. And you can't already wish for this place, this high place of recognition and acknowledgement when you're not at that level yet. No. You haven't matured. You don't have that persistence. Like you've been at your business for a long time, you know, and yeah. you've developed resilience and that's like what it is. you've yeah. become brave mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. strong. And if it had just happened overnight, you'd be like, oh my gosh, like what's going You wouldn't yes. be mature enough to be in that place yet. Yes. So I know a lot of the girls listening, they're in the journey, but this is like, hey, you have to develop your own skill set and your right. own mind and you have to mature. Right. It's just not like done. Yes. Like you can't. It's not. I was, um, <laughs> I, oh my God, yes. I was listening to a interview by T.D. Jakes and Stephen Furtick, okay? Mm -hmm. In this interview, I just loved it so much because T.D. Jakes said something super important. He said, you know the thing that you want, mm -hmm. you know, which we all want to be doing something that is valuable and brings value to the world, yeah. value to our life. But we also want like this personal side that we don't leave our family behind or, you know, so we have this personal thing we want to mm -hmm. thrive. And then we have this other side of us that we want to thrive, right? And we yeah. want these two worlds. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, you know, we think we have certain answers, right? We think this is the answer. This is the thing. So photography is the thing or, you know, this podcast is a thing or whatever is a thing. And we're, we're going for it. But sometimes this is the thing to the thing. Mm -hmm. We don't know. We don't know if this is just positioning us for the real thing. Yeah. And sometimes we don't know what that real thing is until we've walked this journey mm -hmm. and then this journey has given us tools and it gives us these things that we never expected to get mm -hmm. along the, the way, you know, yeah. because we thought this was our end result, but maybe it's not. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is the, the journey that you take to the, to another 
destination. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that we need to we need to walk through these seasons and walk through them well and show up every single day. Mm-hmm. I think every day counts. That's what I tell myself all the time. Mm-hmm. Today counts. You know, the post, it counts. And showing up on your Insta stories, it counts. And writing the blog, it counts. Doing that work, it counts. Meeting with your client, it counts. Mm-hmm. Hugging them, it counts. You're sending an email, it counts. Every single day, you have an opportunity to make it count. Mm-hmm. And it's up to you to do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think, too, real quick, and then we'll switch back to some other questions, but making progress every single day, even the tiniest progress. Yeah. Because if you're not growing, you're dying. Like, yes. if you're not changing and evolving. I've gotten into running recently, and so I was like, okay, That's I right. want to be my last time. Even if it's just the smallest thing like that, or mm-hmm. maybe if I ran one mile, okay, today I want to push myself and I want to run two. Yes. Even just the smallest type of progress Mm -hmm. and like what you're saying, that email, that call, that appointment, that's making progress in your business. Yes. And so when we feel like we're chipping away, because when you look at your goal, you're like, oh, how am I going to do this? We're never going to get there. Yes. It's such a long journey, but like having grace with yourself, okay, step by step, day by day, let's make the small progress. Yes. So that's super. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So I know you mentioned earlier that your mom was or is a single mom of seven kids mm-hmm. and I was snooping on your blog and you're like, oh, you know, you said that on mm-hmm. your about me and I was like, oh, okay, perfect. So what's the biggest lesson that you've learned from your mom from growing up? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. She, she would always say this phrase that, um, that I say to my kids now and I used to hate it back then, but she would say life is not fair because mm-hmm. I would be like, mom, that's not fair. And she would say life is not fair. And it just, it kind of stuck to me, but not in a negative way. Mm-hmm. It stuck to me that sometimes we get, I think sometimes we get dealt the bad hand. She didn't deserve what she got, you know? There's been seasons, <clears throat> sorry. Okay? There's been seasons in my life that, you know, I got dealt the bad hand. Mm-hmm. But when she would say it, it would be in this way like, suck it up, life is not fair. Almost like, it's just not that perfect, Ruby. Mm-hmm. But there was this strength behind it, you know? And and I just carry that with me. Life is not perfect. It's not always going to be perfect. Um, life isn't gonna be fair sometimes. And I think that we're all waiting for it to be fair. And so when it's not fair to us, we can stay, we could stay in that place and wallow or we can keep moving forward. And I watched her move forward. Mm-hmm. She, she's taught me how to persevere. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's her biggest thing that she's taught me. When I feel like I want to quit, I think of my mom and I don't quit. Mm -hmm. When I feel like it's too hard, then I keep going. Mm -hmm. So perseverance. (laughs) She probably could have easily, because I know there's like the victim mindset or like the overcome. Oh, a hundred percent. She probably could have just been like, I have seven kids. You you said she started her own business. I, I can't do this. Yes. But she didn't. Yes. My mom's exceptional person. She's crazy, crazy awesome. (laughs) But I mean, even at that time when she was shifting and wanting to grow and wanting to get us out of our situation, she, she went to 
again, I don't really know, but the agency that helps you get a career, you know, and she mm-hmm. was there with the state and they urged her to get trained to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. They said, you have seven kids. This is the best way. You're going to make the most money. Mm-hmm. And she was adamant. Like, do you have anything else that isn't going to require me to leave in the middle of the night or leave my kids and stuff. And she was just adamant that her kids were first. Mm -hmm. And like, how could I make something work, but still be their mom? Mm -hmm. And so she like checked and checked and what stood out to her was being a barber. Why? I don't know, you know, but it stood out to her and they laughed at her. (laughs) They said, you'll never make it. Mm -hmm. Like you will never make it. And she proved them wrong, you know, and I saw seasons of suffering for sure. I saw seasons of doubt and fear and that whole season for her just would shift and shift and shift. And Mm -hmm. then she just made it and she has a thriving business Mm -hmm. still. Yeah. So it's probably like when she, there probably weren't very many female barbers at the time that she started the business. No, not at all. (laughs) Especially like boss barbers. And then my sister's, two of them actually became barbers too. Mm -hmm. And, um, one of my sisters was one of her reasons for owning her own shop and stuff. She was in a troubled season and nobody would hire her probably. So again, she took another different leap of faith. So just things that I've just seen her champion through. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how could I not, you know? Yeah. 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 That's awesome. That's what my mom has definitely taught me above so many other things. But I think that's why I I strive to be present at home as well. Mm -hmm. I strive as a mother, you know, to to be available and to be present. And then I strive in in my business because I I think that I can. I think my bigger challenge would, would be to, that I had to learn was to strive in my marriage because that's not something that, I saw modeled or that didn't come natural to me, mm-hmm. but then it did because I, I knew the the core of serving and loving. Again, something I saw my mom model, but there was just a different form that I had to learn mm-hmm. more of the respect side and more of the honoring him and respecting his mm-hmm. thoughts and what he had to say. And that just came from my stubborn side too. So. Yeah, different dynamics. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Your mom sounds incredible. She's amazing. She sounds yeah. awesome. <laughs> She's amazing. Yes, All right, I'll be doing... <laughs> yeah. She's amazing. I'm going to be doing hopefully a blog on her. You but should. yeah, for Mother's, for Mother's Day. For Mother's Day. Awesome. Yes, I, I keep telling her she just laughs at all of my um putting her out there and stuff she's like oh ruby <laughs> like no mom really yes i'm gonna put you on my blog that's she's awesome like, oh. so you mentioned a few times you're a believer god's played a big role in your life and i was snooping on your instagram and you were talking about confidence so mm-hmm. what does confidence mean to you and how do you get to the place where you feel like okay i could do this we could do this like let's go you know mm-hmm. how do you get to that mindset I've experienced both types of confidence, Mm -hmm. the confidence that comes from me and the confidence that comes from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And it's very different. I I pulled myself out of a me confidence not too long ago. Mm -hmm. I I got it. I started with definitely a strong God confidence. And then I kind of took over and then built confidence in myself. And then I'm weaving myself back out of that Mm -hmm. and saying, reminding myself, 
I can't be anything without him, you know? So the, I guess for me, confidence, real confidence, because here's the thing, like we're getting into this, I am woman, like hear me roar type of confidence where it's really coming from a root of bitterness and anger sometimes where mm -hmm. they're like us as women, we're frustrated for how we're being treated or we are over this or over that. Mm -hmm. And so we're standing up with this like raw mentality. I'm here, I'm here <laughs> and, and I'm bold and I'm awesome and I love myself, but it, it is coming from a, not a healthy place. So that confidence is like, a, it's just, a very shallow and fake confidence to mm -hmm. me. It's not sustainable. I wouldn't say shallow. That's that's a bad word, I'm sorry. But I would say it's just not from a right root. I think a healthy confidence is a, it's a humble confidence. It's knowing that I'm nothing but something mm -hmm. at the same time. Yeah. Like, I'm nothing meaning in comparison to you, in comparison to others. Like, I'm not over you. I'm not more special than you. Mm -hmm. I'm not more important than you. Like God sees us pretty much all the same, but at the same time, like having this courage and boldness to understand he made us also unique and special yeah. individually. So there is something unique and purposeful in each one of us. Mm -hmm. And in myself, I could find confidence in that. I can find confidence in the fact that that there is something that I offer that you won't offer, mm -hmm. but it doesn't, it makes us both, both special. Mm -hmm. So I think the lack of confidence comes from seeing greatness in other women or other people. And it makes us feel less important or mm -hmm. less validated. Yeah. There's just different weird things about confidence. It can come from different areas. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people build confidence on their image but they're empty inside, yeah. you know? Or sometimes they're, it's different forms of confidence. For me, my confidence is, is coming to a place and understanding that I am nothing but somebody. I am nothing, but I have, you know, with the Lord being everything and everything he made me, I do have something special to offer, mm -hmm. but so does my friend and so does this person. And then we can honor each other and then we can feel confident in that. I feel like <clears throat> confidence is a big contradiction at the same time, because you have to recognize I do have talents and I do have skill sets and I do have abilities, but what I can do may not look like her yeah. and it may not be like what they can do. Yeah. So it's like, you're like everybody like what you said you're not better than every than anybody else no. but that doesn't mean that you can't <clears throat> that do, you're not special yeah that you can't do cool things mm -hmm. and I feel like it's confusing for people for the Christian world and then the personal development world it's like two different messages right mm -hmm. so the Christian world's like you're saved by God. Without him, you can't do anything. Mm -hmm. Like it's not yes, about, it's a little suppressing. It's confusing <clears throat> okay. to people. I love that you say that. So let, let's go into like Christian, Christianese talk or Christian talk here. For so many years, I suppressed myself. Mm -hmm. I became less. I tried not to be so out there and so myself because the Christian world and my world that I was around mm -hmm. taught me that I was being um, arrogant. arrogant, that I was being, you know, and that 
that's not something God honors. And so for a long, long time, I tried to keep myself in this box, tried to keep myself quiet mm -hmm. from exposing like all of these things. And for me, it was important for me to, I discovered God in my giftings, you know? Mm -hmm. And that was so strange for me because it was just not what I was being taught or not what I was seeing as an example in the church. And so when I started to discover these creative attributes and these gifts, and then I started to feel guilty about them. Mm -hmm. So when I would put myself out there on Instagram, on social media, and then I would hear messages that you shouldn't put yourself out there and that like, whatever, you should only honor God. And it was a mixed message in my spirit and in my heart. And I was constantly battling and I would go home crying like, who am I? And I remember, I remember telling God so many times, why did you make me so creative? Why did you put these things inside of me mm -hmm. that I'll never be able to let out? Why, you know? And there was two key moments for me specifically, but they're pretty long stories. I probably shouldn't get into them, but they are two key moments where I literally saw him talking to me and showing me by example that it is something that he did create in me. So it, it it's a fine dance of, mm -hmm. it's a fine dance of knowing how to, how to put yourself out there, but also remember who you are. Mm -hmm. It's a fine dance. And sometimes we get lost in it. Yeah. I, I for sure have gotten lost in it. But most of the time, I can tell you that I've been pretty sustained in knowing like how to conversate with God through that season mm -hmm. and just believing that this is this is what he created me to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Because I feel like it's very confusing for people, you know, it is. It is. That, and I just speak to the Christian girl who is fighting to understand, is this of God or is this not? He gives us gifts. And I think that we do need to explore them. I think, I think I've been able to, I guess I hate using <clears throat> the word minister if you don't understand this, but I've been able to touch people's heart in a deeper way mm -hmm. doing this than I've ever been able to um, in the church. Mm -hmm. And I think that bottom line, God is after the heart of his people and people in this world. And in any form that we can do that, then I think he's definitely behind that and honoring it. You can touch somebody's life by writing the most beautiful quote in the most beautiful painting. Mm -hmm. You can touch, and that will touch them deeper than they've ever been touched walking into a church or maybe they won't ever walk into a church. And so it is our responsibility to kind of um, live and express through our art or through our creative nature if that is what we we're called to do. One of the things for me, when you get good at your skill or your gift or when you get to the place where people are either coming to you or they admire your work or they're seeking you, suddenly because you've taken the time to refine this talent or gift or skill, people are looking at you and they're admiring you and they're like, well, how did you do it? And it's like, well, God, mm -hmm. you know? And sometimes I found like Ben, he has done weddings, like photography and videography and he's gotten really good, you know? And so over the years I've come to like moments where it's like this bride and her mom and they're crying. Like it's this super oh, yeah. intimate moment. Yeah. And I'm like, 
who am I to have access to this moment? It's you so know, precious. like when you get good at your skill, you suddenly have access to people in certain moments in a vulnerable place, that you would yeah. have never have had mm-hmm. access to if you hadn't refined your skill. Mm-hmm. And so when you work on whatever it is that you do, opportunities open up yeah. where you are there and you're present and you're yeah. ready. Because if we're all, of course, like it's comfortable being in the church and doing different activities there. But if we're all just congregating there, mm-hmm. that there's still a world out there. Right. And so my mentality is kind of like divide and conquer. Like, right, right. <laughs> like, because there are like, that's that you're right. And honestly, I always saw myself as being in the church and thriving in the church. I, I do attend church and I love it. And I think I Thank God for every person leading, mm-hmm. worshiping, greeting and stuff because I I know what it takes to do that and that takes work and that takes sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not no easy task. Mm-hmm. And you're right. There are people called to that and it could just be seasons too because right now, like I always accept my season. Mm-hmm. I always know at least right now, this is where I'm called, but that can shift. Yeah. And being on our toes is always important. We, we just have to shift and be ready. Mm-hmm. But I think with anything, finding purpose, you know, is always so big for us nowadays. Yeah. Like h- how do we find purpose in what we're doing and how do we make it special, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I love what you said that refining our skill gives us opportunities and it opens doors mm-hmm. that we didn't think would be ever be open to us. Yeah. So it's just about continuing to pursue that and seeing what doors open and and walking through them. One last question. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to you to be a woman for greatness? Hmm. Okay. For me personally, to be a woman for greatness would be to make every person that I encounter feel that they are important and seen and special, whether it's in front of my camera or over a conversation. I like to believe that the small picture is the big picture. Mm -hmm. So every day showing up one day at a time will take care of the big picture. Mm -hmm. So I'm about the small things that I believe will evolve into the large things. I believe our greatness like my mom says, comes in small packages. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to be great, to make yourself less sometimes, to and then become more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so if everybody wants to connect with you, find you, follow you, where do you hang out the most? Definitely on Instagram is probably where you'll find me more relatable, mm-hmm. especially on Insta stories. So yeah. I like to show up there. It's more intimate to me there. So. Mm-hmm. And then what's your handle? At Ruby Z photo. Perfect. Boom. Okay, awesome. <laughs> if you're still hanging out with me, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode, for just hearing Ruby's story. She's incredible. This episode had many ups and downs. It had giggles, it had tears, and I hope you appreciate the refreshing honesty in this episode because Ruby definitely brought that to the table. This episode is meant to compel you and inspire you to create something of your own. You are a creative person. Even if it doesn't feel like you're a creative person, the way you're living your life is different than anyone else. And I believe you have a unique gift, you have unique skill sets, and you weren't just made randomly. There's a unique purpose for you to be here, and it's up to you to really identify what that is and how to use it in your life. 
So as you take the time today to be silent, maybe for a few seconds and just kind of take a breath and ask yourself, what do I want to do? with my life. What do you want to do? You could do anything. I think of how ridiculous it was for Ruby to come into her husband after crying on the driveway and say, honey, I want to be a photographer. Do you think he laughed? Do you think he thought, oh my gosh, she's kind of crazy. But look at Ruby now, look at her thriving business. And she's been doing photography for over 11 years. So why couldn't you make a big leap now? Why couldn't you start something now? If Ruby can do it, so can you. Okay, so if you enjoyed this episode, if you found a golden nugget or something that you thought, oh my gosh, yeah, that's good. You could do one of two things. Either one, take a screenshot of it and post it up on your Insta story. Like I said earlier, I love to see who's listening, what's going on. We could be friends. Number two, if you haven't already, I know some of you have. Some of you are my sister things, my boo-boos, and you got my back. But if you haven't yet, please leave a review on iTunes. Those little tiny reviews mean the world to me because it shows, hey, Serena, there's actual real human beings listening to your episode and they care. They care about what you're doing and what you're saying and they care about these episodes. So if you leave a review on iTunes, you're basically my BFF. Alrighty, until next time, my sweet, sweet friend, keep on pursuing your greatness and whatever that looks like for you. And just remember, I totally believe in you. You can do it. You got this. You're strong enough, brave enough, incredible enough. You got this. Okay, we'll talk real soon. Toodaloo.